welcome to the Naked Bootleg, rolling out of the trivia pocket with no protection. I'm Marcus, and it's the best week of the year. That's right. It's the week of the NFL draft. And of course, as always, is this the third year we're doing this, guys? Third? Yeah. 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 Our third annual Benchwarmers uh, mock draft with me, as always, Scott and Eric. Scott, we'll start with you. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I'm I'm excited. Uh, like I was mentioning to you off air, um, my job wanted me to do an event on Saturday and I had to ask them what time because it's day three of, of the draft. And I obviously care about those sixth and seventh rounders and I didn't want to miss it. Uh, luckily, it's a it's an evening event, so I'm able to do it. But yeah, I'm super excited for the draft. It really is one of the best weekends of the year for me. And I'm always happy to to be doing mocks with you gentlemen and and I've missed the naked bootleg. So I'm glad that we're, that we're back. Eric, how are you doing? Uh, you don't have to ask. This is amazing. I love drafting. I love yeah. mock drafts. I love just anything draft related. I have a wedding on Friday. Um, so coincidentally I requested off from work that day. So Thursday is going to be amazing for me. I don't have to worry about getting up in the morning. It's, it's, you know, good stuff. And then you're going to have a screen set up for you at the wedding so you can see what's happening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're going to wonder why. In between line dances, I'll, I'll wobble, I'll do the get up, and then I'll go check out who the Cowboys <laughs> Oh, my um, gosh. Fantastic. And we have a special guest with us. Uh, you heard him recently. I think it was episode 193. Um, works for the Sporting News, and that is Vinny Iyer. Vinny, how's it going? Good. Um, I've done about 25 of these mock drafts. I should be ready. Hopefully. Um, I'm not getting a lot of sleep yet um, in April, so I'll be happy it's over. But I think this is like my 23rd draft or something I've done with Sporting News. So it's a lot. That is a lot. (laughs) I've forgotten more names than I can remember. So I do this. That's really fair. Well, Um, as always, we are going to uh, go random order, but what we have decided to do to start out is it's pretty much a lock at this point um, that Bryce Young is going to go first overall to Carolina, so we are going to start off with that, and then we are going to go random from there. So, uh, Eric, what what's the order again that we have? So we're going to, the order for us will be Scott, then Vinny will go, Marcus, you'll go after that, and then I'll finish it up. Perfect. So we are, again, skipping. So the Carolina Panthers, congratulations. You've got Bryce Young, quarterback Alabama. Um, I guess, Vinny, I'll ask you, um, everybody knows the the thing with Bryce Young is that he's small. Uh, how do you, how do you feel about him being number one overall? Well, I got a chance actually to talk to him last year after he won his Heisman. And the first thing I was impressed was he's really small, but he acts like he's like a grown, like 30 year old NFL veteran. That's what he's like. So I think he's really serious about football, which they need in Carolina. I think he's kind of uh, the polar opposite of Cam Newton in terms of he's going to put in the work and really kind of do what everyone expects. He just makes a lot of plays. so And you can't explain some of them. He just has that ability. And that's what I see. 
I think if I'm looking at a special quarterback that I know is going to be special, I look at Bryce Young and then everyone else. Good luck with that. But like, I think Bryce Young, you got to take him. I'm glad they finally came to their senses, Frank Reich, and going with the right guy here. Yeah, I I mean, he's just so incredibly poised. I, I mean, I kind of thought they would go Stroud just because it seems kind of seems the mo of some of the the guys in the in the organization, but. I think this is the best quarterback of all the guys available. Um, all right. So, Scott, you are up with pick two with the Houston Texans. I am. And I think it's interesting right off the bat, right? Because the reports the past week or so have been that the Texans are not likely to select a quarterback at number two overall. And I think that there's a lot of intrigue and mystery kind of surrounding this pick um, and also surrounding what Houston is going to be doing at the quarterback position if they don't select one. Um, you know, D'Amico Ryans is in there. Maybe they feel as if Davis Mills can give them enough um, if they build the defense to D'Amico's liking, you know, to be competitive, or is there something on the horizon with a Trey Lance, right? Who obviously is a guy that D'Amico Ryan saw in San Francisco. So is, is there smoke to that fire trying to figure this out? I'm looking at this team and this is a team that has a lot of needs. I mean, they, they need playmakers on both sides of the ball. Um, Obviously two first round picks, I'm not opposed to trading out here if anyone wants to come up, because I think that's a conversation that's pretty logical for the Texans. And I'm sure they're having those conversations for teams that do want to come up. If there is the second quarterback that they love, or if a team wants to come up for, uh, you know, a Will Anderson, um, I think that that is certainly a possibility. Um, So I'm going to offer it to the room to see if anyone would be interested in jumping up to number two, if there's a player here for one of the teams you're drafting for that you feel like you need to come up and get. But then if not, I'm prepared to make the pick and I'll probably keep it pretty chalk and make it pretty boring. So I'll open it up. If anyone, if any Colts or Raiders or Titans or anyone wants to jump up here, or I don't know, Minnesota Vikings want to come up for a player here. Um, Minnesota wants to mortgage the whole franchise. If you know what we we've seen these things happen before, although that would take a lot for them to get up to two. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess if anybody wants to, we have that ability to make trades. Um, judging by your faces, I'm just going to assume we're all going to stand pat. So with that, um, I will go and try to select a cornerstone on the defense for D'Amico Ryans and go with Will Anderson from Alabama. All right. Will Anderson edge from Alabama off the board. All right. Um, Eric, there's been some weird, for me at least, I find it weird that a year ago we're talking about Will Anderson would have been the number one pick if he had declared, but he didn't. And now it feels like he's kind of getting undervalued. How do you feel about Will Anderson? I mean, if he was, if quarterback's just so highly rated, I mean, everyone's taking the swings. I mean, Anthony Richardson probably shouldn't be a first round pick or pick, but he's probably going to be. So that's why you're going to notice like a lot of these defensive guys don't get, the love they need um, because everyone is just so desperate for a kick at the can of at a quarterback. And it's unfortunate for these guys that are probably deserving of that first overall pick and that, like that, that stigma that they can carry. But 
I mean, to get him at two, it's a steal. Texans yeah. should be good. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, Vinny, you have the unenviable task of uh, picking for the Arizona Cardinals at number three. Yeah, this is tough. This team is not projected to be good. Let's just keep that simple. They have uh, some of the worst Super Bowl odds you'll see in the futures, uh, right behind the Texans, I think. So the second worst team projected. We don't know about Kyler Murray's health. We got our new general manager, Monty Awesome Fort. Great name. Great name. Um, Jonathan Gannon. So blowing up everything here. We really would like someone to trade with us. Maybe our friends, the Titans, would like to come up and get a quarterback here. We're totally up for it. You know you don't want the Colts to get your quarterback, so you don't want that to happen because um, they're going to do it. They're going to take him if you don't get him. So Titans, if you want to make a deal here, we're up for it. But if we have to make a pick, we'll make a pick. Uh, yeah, or the Raiders for that matter. Titans, Raiders, yeah. I, I think the Falcons Desmond Ritter thing might be a small smoke screen. I, I think there's a lot of potential for this pick. It's actually interesting, Vinny. You have control of both the Titans and the Raiders. Oh, so you can make the trade yourself, sir. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm all for that because it's not like we can control the trade. So it's not like we can, we're not going to like force trade and Madden, like rip them off, but. We can probably make a... You know what? We have two new general managers here. Rand Carthon, Osen Fort. He knows the boys of the Titans. He knows them well. They want to help each other out. So okay. we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Okay. We're moving up. We want our love, quarterback. We're not going to go let the Colts get him. No, that that's... I I feel like that's probably one of the few things that you can almost lock in. Um, Somebody's oh. going to want to get in front of the Colts. Okay, so what are uh what are the Titans going to give up to move up to three? It would have to be next year's first, I would imagine. Probably this year's second, I would think. Yep, that's part of the trade value chart, but I think a little bit more than that. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't what? really concern herself too much with the, the value for, of it for we the sake the of this, the math. Yeah, yeah, yeah the... ba- basically what we're saying this. First, you know, second, and yeah, definitely a first next year makes sense to me. And whatever else it may be, DJ Moore. Oh, wait, no, somebody else was stupid <laughs> to do that. <laughs> Traylon Burks, they just, they just right. they put him in there. I don't understand what that means. Oh, because I'd have to accept it. All right, there we go. All right. So I'm trading with myself. Yep. yep. All right. The Titans have traded that? up to number three. Who do you got, Vinny? We're going to go for some upside. we got some options at quarterback now, so we're just going to dive right in and do Anthony Richardson. Just do it. He's got a little bit more upside than C.J. Stroud. We can wait. We can wait for it. He's young. He fits what we want to do offensively, and we're tired of Ryan Tannehill. We don't want to wait for Malik Willis. But just in case the kid's not ready, we got Tannehill maybe if we don't trade him here later in the draft. So... Yeah. Um, I love this. Um, I really, I really get, I don't think a lot of people realize how bad that Florida receiving core was last year. I think he's farther along than a lot of people think. Um, and yeah, he can make all the throws. He's obviously, I think the biggest thing for me is that he, he doesn't, he has that ability to run. Everybody saw the 40 time. You can see it on some of his highlights, but he really does a good job. I think of keeping his eyes downfield, 
running for him isn't his go-to. It's something that he can do. And I always appreciate that about a guy who's such a good athlete that he could take off whenever, but he's really trying to go through it. And again, when you're doing it with that Florida receiving core, I, I think he's, I think he's farther ahead than people think. Yeah, I, I think it's a great call, Vinny, on both sides. I think for the Titans, like you said, take the guy with the upside. You can afford to wait a little bit. You can be patient there. And I think this was is kind of the facelift for that franchise. It probably looks a lot different, you know, in the next couple of years. Derrick Henry is certainly not getting any younger. We know that they still need to get some, uh, you know, some receiving weapons in there. Uh, so this is kind of the catalyst, I think, to start a complete offensive rebuild in Tennessee. And for Arizona, like, they need to accumulate as many picks as they can. They they got gutted in free agency. They didn't plug any of those holes, and they had a weak roster to begin with. So for the Cardinals, they need to get as much help as they can in there because they they literally need help everywhere. So I'll be interested to see when we get to eleven now, kind of you know what your your thought process is for them. All right, I am up with the Indianapolis Colts and. Anthony Richardson would have been nice, but we can't all ignore the fact that along with Bryce Young, there seems to be an increasing likelihood that the number one guy on Indy's board, at least that's what it's been indicated to me, is still here. And no, it is not C.J. Stroud. So the Indianapolis Colts are going to take Will Levis, quarterback, Kentucky. Um, I like Levis. I think he's... I mean, he he can make all the throws. He's a good athlete. He's tough as hell. I mean, if you watch some of the shots that this guy took, like he physically, he can handle it. It's just getting him to be consistent in his mechanics, and they can't keep going the veteran route. They've tried it for too many years. It's It hasn't worked. So maybe this is a big swing for them, but they have to. They have to swing for it because – they've been playing this quarterback carousel in the veteran space for too long. So will Levis to Indy. Anybody have glowing things to say about will Levis? He likes to turn the ball over. He does. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's the, I watched his right the bananas with her complete peel on. Oh yeah. And he, and the Mayo in his coffee, that, yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's just, he's another one that bad supporting cast. I watched a, I watched a super cut of his right tackle getting thrown into his lap. It was about 10 to 12 different plays where he hits his back foot in his drop and his right tackle is either in his lap or on the ground and he's about to take a shot. I think, you know, they have Minshew for now and you can play that game until Levis is ready, so... I think it's a good spot for Levis if you are going to put, you know, if you're going to take him this early, you mentioned kind of the toughness. I feel like he fits, you know, the Colts traditionally at the quarterback position. And I think you're putting, you're setting him up to where obviously they have a strong run game. That's first and foremost for them. And so he doesn't have to go out there and necessarily be the guy to win games right away for them. We know they've got some talent on the offensive line, even though it's maybe not where it was a couple of years ago. Um, and then you've got, you just brought in an offensive minded head coach who maybe can work with Levis and, and try to implement some 
you know, offensive schemes that are going to play to his strengths. And so I, I think uh, rather than some of the other places, you know, that he could land like a Raiders or something like that, I do think that this is possibly setting him up for a little bit more success than some other franchises would do. All right. The Seahawks are up at five. Scott? Or no, is this Eric? That'd be don't, me. Put that, don't put that pressure on Eric me. <laughs> don't disappoint me. I mean, who would you pick? Who do you got at five for Seattle? So uh, I, I I didn't realize I was giving myself this when I when I told you guys what order we were going to do. I kind of just did it 100% completely blind. Um, so if you would have asked me this question a few months ago, I'd probably easily tell you Jalen Carter sitting there. Jalen Carter goes. Um, but I feel like he's going to fall a little bit farther. Um, and Seahawks need help on defense. Everybody knows that Marcus, you know that. Um, and I feel like just with his, this guy's immense six, six frame, just, just, he's, he's a beast. Um, I think the Seahawks go Tyree Wilson here and get a nice, you know, generational pass rusher here. Helps solidify that defense a little bit. I hope I didn't disappoint you too much, Marcus. It makes sense. He's, he's, it's the traitsy guy that they tend to lean to. Um, I would still take Jalen Carter, but I'm not in charge. And they're and the only people that know that are going to take him. And apparently Drew Rosenhaus has told everybody that he knows he's going in the top 10. They've got to do that extra homework, but he is, he fits the mold of the guys that, that they like to take. So I don't hate, I don't hate it. I just would prefer Carter. Who's he's, everybody he's... knows aside from the off field stuff is the, the better yeah. player. Oh, definitely. But I, I feel like just with the issues with Carter and then to have this just enormous individual staring at you with all the skill um, and hopefully it transfers and he puts the work in and is able to be that. He's just, I don't want to throw a name out there, so I won't. Um, Aaron Curry. <laughs> um, so I'll leave his name out of this, but you know what I mean? Like just, yeah, I got you. Vinny, what do you think of Tyree Wilson? He's uh, got some upside. I like that he can line up at different spots and get to the quarterback. So that's important, especially for the Seahawks, uh, different roles. So I think they'll move him around pretty well. I think uh, if you're going to go back to Bruce Irvin or LJ Collier, I think you're getting a player that's much better than that. But also kind of that, whatever, that position that they used to play, that kind of weird it's kind of an outside linebacker. It's slash like, yeah, it's like a five tech elephant, sort of, it's just whatever they call yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Um, uh. <laughs> they used to have, but they still kind of have it. So he's big. He's going to do what they want. So, yep. All right. Scott, uh, the up with the Detroit lions who much like the Seahawks, we're on the cusp of well, the Seahawks made the playoffs. The Lions were on the cusp of the playoffs, and they're you know this is a nice spot for them to be in, uh, picking six thanks to the Jared Goff trade. So what do you got for Detroit? Yeah, so the Lions are also picking at eighteen. So I, I'm controlling them completely. I have both of their picks in this draft, so I get a chance here to kind of piggyback off myself, which is kind of nice. I don't have to think about this pick and then thinking about what someone else might do later on. Um, 
to be completely honest, I'm really torn between two players. I'm torn between Jalen Carter and my top cornerback on the board. Um, I think those are kind of two names that have, have been linked, um, you know, to the Lions throughout this process. Jalen Carter makes a lot of sense there, putting him next to Aiden Hutchinson on that defensive line, um, you know, and taking the upside that we kind of just talked about with Seattle. I think this is a team that obviously can afford to take a risk as well, you know, on a guy with off the field issues, because again, they have that, you know, that other pick in the first round and they have a lot of young talent there and they're on the rise. But at the same time, we also know that cornerback was a huge need for them during the season. Now they did a terrific job in free agency, right? They brought in uh, Sutton, they brought in Manuel Mosley, who may not be ready right away, uh, but, you know, should be playing for them at some point. So they definitely beefed up a little bit. Obviously, there's some sub, some subtraction there as well with Okuda, the trade to the Falcons. And so I think there's definitely still an opening for corner. But I think the way that this draft seems to be playing out so far, I think that first round wise, there's depth at corner more than there is at defensive line, especially with Anderson and Wilson already off the board. So at number six overall, the Detroit Lions are going to select Jalen Carter. Yes, I I mean, like, I think we can all agree that when he's if if not for, you know, other stuff, I mean, this guy's the 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 best player, just the best player on the field. And I think putting him on that D line will, I mean, that's huge. Yeah. And I don't think Dan Campbell's the type of guy that's going to be scared away by, by any sort of potential off field issues. And I think, you know, he, he's going to like some of that edge. So it, it, I think it fits. I wish Dan Campbell was my father. He's just, I have the biggest crush on him. It's just, I'll tell you what, man, you better take out the trash, man. Watching, watching, was it hard knocks? It was just, I've never liked a coach more in my life. So, yeah, he's, he's definitely a throwback. (laughs) All right. Vinny is up with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Yeah, this is tough. We were getting ready to run up the Jalen Carter. Yeah, see, that's the other reason I took him. I can't put that guy in the Raiders. That wouldn't be fair to Jalen Carter. <laughs> He'd be out of there in like two years. It's okay. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we could also invite a trade here as well. We got uh, our quarterback, we think, for a while, Jimmy Garoppolo. So maybe at least for a couple years, we have him a quarterback. But we also are the Raiders, and we like to get out our stopwatch, and we like to see guys who run fast. It doesn't matter. Um, Al Davis not here anymore, but his legend and legacy continues. So we need a corner badly. Uh, it's our second worst position here after defensive tackle. So we're going to go after Christian Gonzalez. He's uh, related to an Olympian, so that's close enough. We like to draft Olympic players. So, yeah, fun fact. His uh, sister married to David Blau. Oh, oh really? that's her when they were yeah okay yeah. yeah i didn't know that that's awesome so literally some olympic genes i think she races for i want to say columbia or yeah Sweden. i think that's i think that's right because that was on hard knocks wasn't it when they were yeah. when they were watching her race so yeah he has some olympic genes so yeah i i christian gonzalez is a very very good player and I'm a Husky fan, obviously, and I couldn't for the life of me figure out why the 
were playing cover two the whole game against Washington and not letting this guy man guys up. And he's instead of just basically handcuffing him and sticking him in the flats all game and it cost him at the end. So I, I think he's physically, he's the most talented of, of what I think is a good corner class. He's got the whole package. He's smart. He's tough. He's sticky in man coverage. He's obviously a freak athlete. So I, I love that for the Raiders because you're right. That corner room is not good. That's such a good pick. I feel like it can't be real for the Raiders. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. I'm up for Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta's a weird team. They, they've they've gotten a lot of these. Um, well, because they're basically saying they're gonna they're gonna take Desmond Ritter. Um, or they're gonna stick with Desmond Ritter. They they saw enough apparently. I think they I just want think. Caleb Williams next year. I think I, I think that's I mean, what the plan is. Well, it's that, and then the other thing is, oh, they're they're gonna be the sleeper team to draft Bijan Robinson, which I love Bijan. I think Bijan is a top ten talent. I just don't think that they should. And to me, what appeals to me about this Atlanta team is I think they've done a really nice job of starting to build out this defense. But for me, um, one thing sticks out to me. I think they need another guy opposite of AJ Terrell. And maybe my favorite player in the draft is still here. Um, I felt pretty confident that I was going to be happy either way with Atlanta, whichever way Vinny went, I was going to be content. And I am content to go with Devin Witherspoon, the corner from Illinois. I mean, ultra physical, ultra competitive. He he plays with such an edge. And honestly, I thought, Scott, that's where you might have gone with Detroit just because that, that, that would have been That seems like a Dan Campbell guy. It was either him or Carter. Yep. He's yeah, my, he's, my CB1 for sure. Yeah. He's got great instincts. He triggers down. I mean, it's super physical in the run game. He's just an ultra competitor. And I think then you can say, okay, we got corner figured out. They paid or they, they paid for jet and got Jesse Bates. So now you've got a really nice looking secondary all of a sudden for Atlanta. And if you get anything at all out of Jeff Okuda, it's, it's, I mean, it's a bonus. That's incredible. Yeah. Right. All right. Eric, you're up with the Chicago bears. They already won the draft. They've already, I mean, right? They they got TJ Moore in the first round, basically. Yeah. It's just something for, for Fields to to enjoy. Um I would love to go Bijan Robinson here, but I don't it's it's not it's not it's it's just my old school thinking is running backs are amazing. I know nobody else thinks that anymore in the NFL, so that's fine. Um they need help in the offensive line. They need to protect Mr. Fields and not ruin his head. Um, so I'm torn between the larger of the two. Uh, either it's a Paris Johnson or it's a Peter Skronsky. Um, I'm just trying to think of, you know, if which one feels like it fits better um, for a Chicago type team. And I think that's where, you know, they're going to probably go with the smaller guy uh, and the, the Bears go Peter Skronsky here. He's 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 not. You know, as large, I mean, he loses a couple couple inches, and I don't know. I just, I'm not a big fan of Paris Johnson potential going into the NFL. Just the Ohio State guys kind of scare me a little bit. So 
Northwestern, Peter Skronsky going to the Bears. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Skronsky, and I like the pick too because he gives you the flexibility to put him wherever you need it. See, he's he's a luxury because he allows you to get your best five regardless of whether you're playing him at tackle or you kick him inside. It's just a nice a nice piece for them because yes, they need to protect Justin Fields. They they have to. <laughs> It'll be malpractice if they don't. All right, so we are back at 10 with the Super Bowl runner-up, Philadelphia Eagles, picking at 10. Scott, what do you got? I'm just going to make this quick. It's Bijan. I'm taking Bijan Robinson here. Rashad Penny's on a one-year deal, right? So they obviously haven't committed to him long-term. I know they like Kenneth Gainwell. He's obviously more of a change of pace back. They like to run that sort of... Boston Scott, you know, comes in when they're at the goal line and do all these different things. And I think just adding another piece there, you're getting Bijan, you know, into an offense that has what I mentioned that has Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and Goddard. And you're just continuing to, to just amaze defenses, right? They're not going to know who's getting the ball in any given play. It can be anyone in any kind of way. And I think that this is something I, I think that with this pick, Shane Steichen would be like, oh, man, maybe I should have stayed because I feel like he would love to have this weapon. Um, but either way, I think that coaching staff um, would really be able to utilize him in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, I thought about corner here, but they were able to resign both Slay and Bradbury and the top two corners are off the board already. So, you know, had one of them still been here, I would have thought about it a little bit more. Um, same with maybe a Jalen Carter had he fallen. But since all those guys are off the board, this is a luxury pick, picking 10th overall for the team that was just in the Super Bowl. Go out there and get the the best running back in this class. And at what kind of is a position of need, you know, when you look at the fact that Rashad Penny's on a one-year deal and Kenneth Gainwell, there's really no indication that he is, you know, a featured back. So get Bijan in there, um, have a crazy successful offense and try to get back to the Super Bowl. Vinny, where do you stand on running back value? How do you, I mean, is it a case by case basis? Is it fade running backs? And, you well, know, if you have Rashad Penny as your other back, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a need at this point. There's no way he's going to hold up, and you can't run Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell. It's not going to happen. So that's the other thing. You, I think they got Rashad Penny because it opened the door to get Bijan, right? I mean, I think. Penny's all right as a backup, but you can't trust him to stay healthy at this point if you're the contenders uh, to get back to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, that's the bottom line is I think <laughs> Bichon is fine, but you got to be in the right position to do it. And I think they are because they drafted well for this year, last year, right? They got Nicobe Dean and Jordan Davis. So they're a year ahead. That's what you ideally want to be. Then you can make a pick like this. So, yeah, absolutely. If right, this Vinny. happens, oh, if, if 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 this happens, I will just it'll be. <laughs> they last Jordan Davis was my man crush last year, and he went to the Eagles. This mm-hmm. year, my man crush is is Bijan Robinson. I was hoping just somehow either one of them would end up in Dallas, but the it was the worst possible way is if he goes to Philadelphia and Jordan Davis is there as well. I I quit. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured you you weren't going to be a big fan of this pick. Um, 
Let's uh, move on to our next pick. Vinny, you executed a trade. The Cardinals moved down from 3 to 11, picked up some much-needed draft capital that we're not going to be able to use, but uh, you did move them down to 11, and uh, what do you got for them? We have some breaking news coming in here. Um, I believe I control pick number 19. Mm. Mm. You certainly do. You do. Absolutely. Breaking news. The Buccaneers are, have traded with the Cardinals. They're now on wow. the clock. So the Cardinals have traded down again. And the Buccaneers are now on the clock. And yes, and they picked up that Buccaneers second rounder. Yep. Yeah, there it goes. So the Cardinals making some moves. They need to. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I'm, <need> to. <laughs> if the draft plays back. out like this, we got to do this, right? You got to do this. Oh, yeah. It had, I mean, last year, I think we saw in the draft like more moving than I, I can remember in recent history with the amount of like big name trades that were going on. It was crazy. All right. So the Buccaneers are on the clock. It's a tough decision because they've been looking hard at Tanner McKee. And thought about this is a good spot. Get him in the competition with Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask when you're in business here. But no, we're we're doing this because we know the Texans are on the clock at twelve. We're not going to give them what they want so easily. We're not going to give it to them. We need a quarterback. The goat is retired. C.J. Stroud. It's a great opportunity here. We got to get him. So we're doing it. C.J. Stroud. All right. He's falling, but not falling anymore we want him with mike evans and chris godwin and tristan Wirfs, and let's go i like that as uh just a fan of the draft i don't like it as the guy picking for the texans because yes i was just sitting there going all right cool yeah i'm gonna be sitting there sitting pretty um and yeah i mean all indication is that houston is content to just sit there and let the draft board fall as it may, whether that's smart or not, or that that remains to be seen. But this is a scenario that can happen for them if they do decide to pass on quarterback at two. Um, and yeah, I, I like CJ Stroud. I don't understand the why he's sliding all of a sudden because of some tests that people mm-hmm. come up with. I'm like, he showed to me he that Georgia game showed me that he's capable of doing the things that I had questions about. He just hasn't, which is using his legs. It's, it's, you know, everything else is already there and you always worry about the Ohio state, you know, system, I guess, but I like Stroud a lot and yeah, that's a great pick. So that test that he did so poorly on and what was Anthony Richardson's? Yeah. And what was and he And from what I saw that uh, Richardson did not do well on it either. But he's not, you know what I mean? He doesn't have that that fall going on for him either. So it's just weird that it's they I pick and choose who it matters. Because of, uh, of the traits that Richardson has that Stroud doesn't. Yeah. Why yeah. it's a pass for him. But uh, yeah. All right. So I, I am up with Houston. Um, they took Will Anderson at two. Just got sniped out of CJ Stroud. Um. Now, for me, this there's a couple of things. Their O-line's not, not the best. I mean, you do have Tunsil. I don't trust Titus Howard. Um, and so that's an issue for me. Um, and then 
on the edge, you've got to rely on John Mechie, who's coming off of, you know, getting treated for cancer. You have, um, let's see, uh, who else? Uh, oh, you traded Brandon Cooks. What's his name? Uh, uh, Nico Collins. Yeah, Nico Collins. And then so, Bobby Trees is in the in the yes, probably in the Robert slot. Woods, Bobby yes. Trees. Um, but for me, um, if I don't have a quarterback to throw them the ball, <laughs> it diminishes that need to me for an elite weapon for now. And I think you know the receiver class. I feel I can get something later. For me, I'm gonna bolster the O line. Um, again, I don't trust Titus Howard, and as far as I'm concerned, just bump him inside. Uh, I'm going to take Broderick Jones, uh, the tackle from Georgia. The dude's a freak. He can, I mean, watching him run in space um, on screens and things like that. They Georgia did that a lot with him, and uh, I just think that you know you build you build the team from the inside out, and they need to continue to do that, especially since quarterback is not an option here. All right, we are going to move on, and because this happened earlier today on our screen, it's just for us. Uh, we still have the Jets here at 13, but we know that's not the case. Um, the Packers are now on the clock at 13. So, Eric, you are up for the Green Bay Packers, who are the the Jordan Love-led Green Bay Packers. Right. That's, that's, that's going to take a while to get used to. So... My thought here is do they do they stick it to Aaron Rodgers and finally take a first round offensive talent just to show him like hey we 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 care about Jordan Love um and if I feel if Jackson Smith and Jigba um does fall to to them here that's going to be a a quick and easy pick for them um it's either that or maybe like a somebody like a Dalton Kincaid but I think um the Packers go with Jackson Smith and Jigba here. It's they need help. I mean, they 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 don't have the greatest wide receiver core. So and to have a, a quarterback coming in and just you know being handed the keys, you need some weapons around him outside of you know was it just was Aaron Jones? They need more help. I'm yeah, not a big Chris, fan of Christian Watson who Watson, finally yeah, started to develop chemistry with Aaron Rodgers, and then now he's gone. So. Yeah, they just who's that? Was it Romeo Dobbs or whatever? Just yeah, they, they need help. They need help. So Jackson Smith and Jigba, no no brainer here. Okay, Jackson Smith and Jigba to the Green Bay Packers. I, I, I love it. Receiver off the board. I, I I love it, Eric. I I think one yes, they do stick it to Rogers, right? And and they definitely do that. But more so, again, you're you're bringing in a, a very inexperienced quarterback. Get him a, a terrific route runner in Jackson Smith and Jigba, who has an incredible catch radius. I mean, he catches anything that's close. So if you have a guy where maybe there are some accuracy concerns, what better way to try to mitigate that a little bit than a guy who can catch anything that's sort of in the vicinity? Um, and I, I I like his fit with Dobbs and Watson in that offense. I think all three of them offer different things offensively. So I think there's some versatility there um, in your wide receiver core. So, yeah, I, I love this pick. Um it, I feel like I can start to actually root for the Packers now. And so I'd like to see something like this because I, I think this would move them in the right direction. So, yes, the Green Bay Packers, Brian Guntekunst said, screw you, Aaron Rodgers. Here's a weapon for you. Um, 
the New England Patriots. Scott, get in the mind of Bill Belichick, and I want you to deliver <laughs> this pick like Bill Belichick. I want you to get it. Hold on, let me go grab a hoodie really you quickly. Need to get real quiet down here and say, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, hey, hey, how about my track record for the past twenty five years, you assholes? I don't, I don't like the way this has really played out for the Patriots in the spot that we're in. I think that there are areas of need. I, I, I think we're already starting to get into the weeds a little bit. Um, and I think that the areas of need that they have, they could address a little bit later. So I'm open to a trade here. Um, if no one wants to jump in, I will probably pull a Vinny and trade with myself because I have a team that I think would jump up uh, here before there's a run on uh, corners. So with that, I, I'm going to go ahead and execute a trade here. I'm going to have the Baltimore Ravens jump up and trade with the Patriots here. Um, and, you know, Patriots can pick up. A, I mean, they love to sort of manipulate the draft board and do different things. They have a history of of trying to get cute. And so we'll have the Patriots pick up an additional second rounder and move back a little bit uh, in this draft. So the Baltimore Ravens will come up on the clock. Um, I think a lot of people would think if they're coming up here, especially after seeing JSN get drafted, that it might be for a wide receiver. And they've been linked to a couple different guys um, at receiver. However, they did sign OBJ. They still have Mark Andrews. They still have Rashad Bateman. So I, I think they're actually okay. I don't think they need to overreact and, and necessarily get a guy in the first round. I think there's some some second and third round, some day two wide receivers that the Ravens could uh, entertain. But I think that they need a, to get a defensive back here. And they, they see that two of them went in the top 10. They also see that Washington is coming up, Pittsburgh's coming up, and they're both kind of rumored to want corners. So I think that the Ravens jump them, and they're going to take a guy that I really, really like um, at cornerback. And I like the different things he can do, and I think that the Ravens are the type of team that can coach him up to his potential. So they're going to draft Deontay Banks here uh, at cornerback from Maryland. Yeah. You, you had me holding my breath as because I have the Steelers coming up and that's if just <laughs> the low hanging hold- fruit. Yeah, I, 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 no, I know. I, I thought I was. My, he's my number three corner. So I'm just going to I'm going to go with the way that my board is. And I actually yeah. I think Banks fits there really well with, with Baltimore. Yeah. So I just I, I was going to kick myself for not because I did think I'm like, well, I think this is a spot where Pittsburgh could trade up and take a corner. And I thought sure. the fact that somebody leaped them and took a corner it would kick them in the but. You know. Okay. So Vinny, this is the pick uh that the Jets received from the Packers. So the Jets are on the clock at 15. Well, the Jets new general manager, Aaron Rodgers, did not like that pick. The <laughs> <laughs> pick was made a few picks, but um it's all about the people and the people. And the people in the war room say that uh, I want a receiver. I'm going to go after a receiver. And Corey Davis, look, he's not that good. He's always hurt. They need to cut him. And yeah, I was going to say, he's probably not going to be on the roster. Yeah, he's not on the roster. It's an easy cut. $8 million back in pocket or whatever. He's He's gone. We love our receiver from last year. We actually had a great draft last year. When you look at it, Garrett Wilson, love him. Sauce Gardner. So let's build on that. and. uh Quentin Johnston. We need a guy that can stretch the field. Put him with Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazard, my guy, Alan, out there catching touchdowns. Um, Quentin Johnston's a pick here for the Aaron Rodgers 
led all the way. <laughs> I I feel like they yeah. have to take a receiver here, or else Aaron Rodgers would not be there. They have to. They have to do the. What do you mean? They have his green. guy Lazard. He's fine. He's fine. He's got. He's <laughs> every play. They're going to sign Randall Cobb. So it's it's you know. Oh yeah, and Jordan, he'll be Jordy gone. Nelson's coming back. You know. Cobb will play his one game, and then his leg will hurt. Right. He'll be out for the rest of the year. Marcus, why don't you why don't you start? Because I I know how you feel about Quentin Johnston. Um, yeah, I I'm a I'm a TC TCU is my other team. It's Washington and TCU, and um, I Quentin Johnson can be frustrating at times because he's so physically talented, but he disappears at times, and that's not going to work for Aaron Rodgers. So. I think Aaron Rodgers is a good guy for him to go to because he's not going to allow him to skate by, which is what he did a lot last year. He kind of skated by, but the tools are there. I mean, I thought he had a more impressive game in the national championship game, like just individually route running. The problem was Max Duggan didn't have a single cell, a solitary second to throw the football. So it didn't matter, but I thought he actually played better than he did against Michigan, even though he had the big, the big catch and run, but the big catch and run against Michigan is what can happen when you just get him the ball, you get him the ball. He's going to make plays. I, I love Quentin Johnson. And I, and I think again, getting him with a veteran quarterback is going to help him unlock that potential. And he's also yeah. number two at this point. So yes, exactly. And, yeah. and when he doesn't have to be the focal point, I think that will, you're right. That will also help him a, yeah. a ton. Yeah. That's why I like it. I I'm, I'm not completely sold on Quentin Johnson. I'm, not sold on him as a number one. Um, but I, I agree. If it's a team where he doesn't have to be the one, and like like you said, Vinny, he's more that vertical threat. Garrett Wilson's a great route runner. He can run those intermediate, you know, to medium routes. And then, you know, Lazard is a guy that Rogers can trust kind of on the outside. Um, so then you have that sort of home run hitter in Johnston, and there's not that pressure on him to go out there and, you know, go nine for 120, you know, every single week. If he's a guy that that's going out there trying to, to you know, separate him from corners and and be that vertical threat, then I think it fits. I think there are some other teams where I've kind of seen a mock where I cringe a little bit because I'm like, I don't know if I like the fit and I don't like the pressure of him trying to be number one from the start. But this is this is the right sort of situation for him to be successful. And, and quite frankly, Aaron's going to be happy if he's Marcus Valdez Scantling. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll be he'll be thrilled. Absolutely. Low bar. <laughs> uh super bowl champion marquez valdez scaling uh all right i'm up with the commanders um i'm really torn here because corner is absolutely a need um offensive line is a need i mean i mean quarterback's a need but apparently sam howell has brock purdy like qualities and that's good enough for them um as I look at this, I I do like this corner class, and I and I think they can get it later. So Eric's breathing a sigh of relief right now. You can't, Eric's about to run up to the podium after this, right? You can't trot out Charles Leno at left tackle. You just can't do it. Not today. You sign Andrew Wiley, that's fine. But if you want Sam Howell to have a shot, you know you got to upgrade over Charles Leno at left tackle. So the Commanders are going to take Paris Johnson Jr. Offensive tackle, Ohio State. Um, I mean, just a crazy good athlete, and he's got all the physical tools. It's just he's got to toughen up, and I think Ron Rivera can get that out of him. 
All right, Eric. Just wipe the sweat. Steelers. Wipe the sweat off my brow here. Um, <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. Hmm. What could they possibly do? What could they? They're going to go about what two hours away, maybe a little less, um, and and put him right where his father played, and they're going to go Joey Porter Jr. If this is if if this falls to there's no way the Steelers say no to Joey Porter Jr. Um, as a Penn State fan myself, I just I. I can't have everybody go to Dallas, but as long as he doesn't go to Washington, I'm happy. I've had Saquon Barkley go to the Giants, and then <laughs> then I then I have Joey Porter Jr. go. I've had was um, Dotson's in Washington. Yeah, Miles I, I just, Sanders and, um, and yeah, well, yeah, I, I it's I gone now. He's out of there. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, Um, it's just you know, I guess I got lucky years ago when you know, well, two years ago when P- Parsons went to Dallas, and then anyway. Um, but yeah, Joey Porter Jr. It just makes sense. His dad played there. He can play, you know, pretty much every. He can play the slot. He can play outside. He's good with zone. He's good with man. I've watched him play more than anything. Um, it's not great with run defense, but they don't need that. So Joey Porter yeah, Jr. They, going to the they Steelers. absolutely just need to get guys that can cover. Uh, they they yeah. what they brought in Patrick Peterson like that's not. To one year stopgap, yeah. You got, you got to get. Well, I mean, and and you put Porter next to Peterson, he can learn from one of the best, you know, in the last ten years. So, yep. All right, we are on to pick eighteen. So, Scott, you are up for the second time with the Detroit Lions. I am, I am. So we already have Jalen Carter um, in tow here. So there's a couple different ways to go. Um, I think on both sides of the ball, there's still some areas uh, that we can upgrade. I'm really torn here, to be quite honest with you, because I do believe that there's a position of need that is just traditionally not thought of as a first round position anymore. And that's like off ball linebacker. Um, And there's uh, there's a linebacker that I absolutely love in this draft class. But I also know realistically that in the first round at 18 overall, it's just not going to happen. I don't know if we're going to have a chance to talk about linebackers, you know, as we get a little bit later in the draft. And I hope that we do because there are, I think some guys that are worthy of discussion and conversation when it comes to the end of the first round. So that's where I want to go. I would entertain possibly to even trading back, but at the same time, I think there's a big need and there's a big hole that was left when TJ Hawkinson was traded to the Vikings. Uh, And I think that when you have, you know, a Jared Goff in there who, whether you want to call him a game manager, you know, whatever word you want to use, I think it's important for him to have a security blanket. Um, and we know that, you know, pass catching is a need, whether it's a receiver or a tight end. So I am going to draft a tight end here. I'm going to take the guy that I have highest on my board. Um, I watched a lot of tape today at work because it was a slow day and I, I don't normally do that. But in doing so, I it, I kind of flipped my, my tight end board around a little bit because some of the things that I saw and what I think fits really well for the Lions, especially when it comes to the red zone, I think they need help there. So I'm going to go ahead and draft Dalton Kincaid out of Utah for the Lions here. Um, I just like his fit there. I think his ability to go up and get contested catches is perfect for Goff, a guy that he can trust, you know, in that sort of 10 to 12 yard range uh, once they get into the red zone. Um, And yeah, I just like his ability to kind of create space for himself in the open field when you have eventually maybe possibly Jamison Williams actually on the field playing and he's stretching the defense. Um, I think that Kincaid is a guy that can kind of sit in the middle of the field there and, and get a lot of big chunk, uh, yards there so Kincaid to the Lions first tight end off the board 
Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I love this tight end class, so I don't think you can really go wrong. It's just whatever flavor you like. There's a lot of variety. All right, Vinny, the Cardinals started off at number three. They are now at number 19. <laughs> um, and, 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 and in future and in I was future say they drafts, have a bright future. Yes. Yes. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings are calling, but we're not picking up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're just going to we're going to take the best defensive player left on our board here. And we'll go Miles Murphy. Let's hope he's not Isaiah Simmons. Um, we went to Clemson before, but that's not going to stop us time. Murphy's a better player, edge rusher that we need. J.J. Watt retired. He's gone. We need help anywhere. So, Miles Murphy's the pick, and we're happy about that because we've stockpiled other picks. I think they should be ecstatic. Like, if you told the Cardinals you got Miles Murphy and you accumulated future first and future seconds, I think they'd be really, really satisfied with that. And you mentioned, it's funny, you mentioned Isaiah Simmons. You know, if they found a defensive identity that allowed to put guys in the right spot to be successful um, and then the right scheme, we may see, we could possibly see success from Isaiah Simmons and from Zayvon Collins if they were actually supposed to, you know, they were put in a position where they could succeed. Um, So you bring Murphy in there, one less thing to worry about. Maybe you do play Simmons and Collins more traditionally where they should be. And then you you might have something, you know, to build off on defense. And then if it's a miss, you got a ton of future picks now. So you just take another swing at it. All right. I am up with my Seattle Seahawks. Oh, how'd you manage that? Um, (laughs) I don't know, but I'm happy about it because this needs to be said, and I might be the only person saying it. I already know who I'm going to pick. I've known who I was going to pick as soon as I did the math and I realized I had 20. Um, Tyree Wilson went uh, at five. Understand it. Totally get it. Uh, The Seattle Seahawks traded for Jimmy Graham once upon a time. And they traded Max Unger. And since then, have had Ethan Posich and um, uh, what's his, uh, Justin, whatever, doesn't matter, Missouri. Um, even Joey Hunt, TCU Horn Frog legend, little midget Joey Hunt has played center, started games for them. I'm tired of them not addressing interior O-line. They should have taken Creed Humphrey. They didn't. They drafted D. Eskridge instead. Don't think about it. Don't hesitate. The Seahawks are taking John Michael Schmidt's center from Minnesota, and you plug him in the middle of that O-line, and now you've got your bookends that you got last year with Abe Lucas and Charles Cross. You add to me the the most ready to just plug in and go center with John Michael Schmitz, and you don't have – and then, you know, you can figure out guard however you need to, but uh, I'm not hesitating at all. This is John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota. It's not sexy, but it needs to happen. I was just because I can't add anything (laughs) because it's a center. So, I mean, you said it. So, it's not sexy, but it needs to happen. And I I pray that it does. (laughs) All right. So, uh, Miami forfeited their picks. So now we are going to go to Eric with the San, or, wow, the LA Chargers. So, Cornerback was an option, but I don't feel like they'll reach for who's left. It would have to be one of the three that already went. Um, They're not there. Uh, And one other glaring need for the Chargers is wide receiver. 
Um, Keenan Allen is only 30, but everyone thinks he's 105. Um, his knees are at least 105 years old. He runs or like somebody, he's 75. Right? Uh, and, and Mike Williams just... He plays... What, he played 13 games last year out of 17, but even the games he did play wasn't on the field as much as he probably should have been. Um, so then... You look at the Chargers' decisions here is going to be which wide receiver do you take of the remaining? Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. Um, uh, it, it's I don't like this situation. I I would if I was the Chargers, I would trade back probably immediately um, if it was an option. But you know what? Let's do it. We're going to trade up with my next pick. The Giants are going to jump up. And hopefully, because the Cowboys, the Bills, all looking for wide receivers, the Giants will drop up, jump up here and trade with the Chargers. Um, and they're going to take Jordan Addison. Love that. I love I love that for the Giants. Um, I love Jordan Addison. I think that he's getting over, tremendously overlooked uh, throughout this process because his numbers at the Combine were subpar, you know, according to what the expectations were going to be. But he's a great route runner, a guy that can sit there in the slot. Um, great hands, a guy that's pretty reliable, um, you know, and that's what they need there. One, they need durability and guys that can stay on the field uh, for the Giants. And two, they need guys that they can they can really depend on. They had a lot of dropped issues. Kenny Galladay, of course, when he actually saw the field. Um, Darius Slayton had a lot of drop issues uh, last season. And even though they did bring him back, you never know what you're going to get with Sterling Shepard. You know, he's on the field less than Keenan Allen uh, these days. So I, I love Addison. I love the pick and I love the fit because you're bringing back Daniel Jones. You're telling him he's got the keys to the, to the castle here. So you need to make sure that you're setting him up for success. And I love Addison. I love the fit. And I love the fact that they're jumping wide receiver needy teams like the Patriots and the Vikings uh, potentially to get them. Are you telling me that you don't feel comfortable with wide receiver one Isaiah Hodgins? I like Isaiah Hodgins. I do. He, he, it was a great story to see, you know, he uh, to come out and do that. He had that Travis Fulgham type of ascension um, last season, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. So Scott, you are now up with the Patriots again. Yes, I'm um, gonna. I, I think I'll stay back but, last time. Yeah, yeah you, I, I, I think I'll you? stay this time. The reason, so the reason I traded back was because you know I was looking at their needs and it was kind of receiver, um, O line, and corner, and I felt like I would be able to get at least one of those if if I jumped back um, eight spots. I think is what I ended up jumping back. So all of those positions, I, I there's some guys that I like here. Um, when I look at New England, I'm not gonna take a receiver for them just because that's not something they really tend to do um and they i don't think they like mac jones so i don't think they want to do anything to actually help him um so i, I i'm not going to take receiver here i'm going to look to the the defensive side of the ball um and i think this might be a little early and this might be a little bit of a controversial pick but i'm actually pretty high on this guy and i i see the fit i could see new england kind of taking a shot at this guy they've been known to take a shot on you know take shots on guys that maybe other people, the general consensus had a little bit lower. Um, but I really like uh, the fact that his pro comparisons, Rocky is singing. I like that he can come up and play in the press coverage. Um, and there's a lot of room for growth and development. So the New England Patriots are going to select Tyreek Stevenson, the cornerback out of the University of Miami. 
yeah, I, I like Stevenson. I have a pretty high grade on him. Um, I like the upside there. And again, I think this is a team that takes some chances and I, I feel like they believe they'll be able to coach him up. They've had tons of success with, you know, um, Josh Jones and some of the other cornerbacks that they've they've taken over the past. You mean all years. the Smurfs that they've drafted to play? Corner? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, all, all the Smurfs. Um, and Jones so, is Washington legend Miles Bryant's out there getting nickel exactly, snaps. Yeah, exactly. It's like five, six and a half. Um, but I like the fact that you know Stevenson. You know, I mean, he measures in at six feet. He's a physical press corner, uh, which is something that I think they'll they'll like. So I like Stevenson. I'm a little bit higher on him. I know this is probably early, but you know what? It fills a need, and it's a guy with some upside. All right, Tyreek Stevenson to the Patriots. Vinny, you are up with the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, we're not going to take too much time with this pick. Um, This is a favorable player that we wanted. We said goodbye to Adam Thielen. He was just too slow and just couldn't make a lot of plays. With Justin Jefferson, we need wide receiver help. We're going to stay right here, take Zay Flowers. He compares favorably, I think, to Tyler Lockett. If you close your eyes, look at the way he plays, inside, outside, much like Justin Jefferson was kind of maligned as a slot guy only. Flowers can play on the outside if you want him to, but you also have Katie Osborne, who's decent, and you have TJ Hawkinson as well. So this is a good weapon. We need to take one more shot of it with Kirk Cousins and also kind of build – for the next quarterback, we're going to be replacing Cousins next year when he's a free agent. So keep those receivers coming. Yeah, um, I I love Ty, Zay Flowers is is very high on my board because I've seen that that's exactly who the first time I put him on. I'm like, he looks like Tyler Lockett because you see the body type and you expect him to kind of be, you know, jitterbug slot type, but he can play outside and he is so good in contested catches. I and I love that for a smaller guy and I I'm I'm very high on him. I like uh I like Zay Flowers a lot. Watched a ton of tape on him today. I I love his footwork, um his route running skills. He he honestly him and and Jackson Pittenjig are, are they're my 1A 1B when it comes to receiver. I love both of them. I you know, I think they offer similar things, but also there's enough differences there too. Um so it really is kind of choose your flavor um uh, when it comes to receiver. Love the pick. Uh, love Zay Flowers. Would like to have seen him, you know, stay around and go to the Bills. But you know what? That's how the board fell. So the Bills weren't aggressive enough to come up uh, and get him. So he lands in Minnesota, um, which I'm sure a couple people who, you know, we podcast with would be very happy with. Yeah. Um, All right. I am up here with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville is kind of interesting to me because they finally broke through and they made the playoffs. They look pretty good. They're going to get Calvin Ridley to add to this group. Evan Ingram had a breakout season. Uh, finally. Um, and they did a lot. I thought they drafted really well. I think they have a star in Devin Lloyd. Um, And uh, you know, like they get they get a really good play out of somebody like Rayshon Jenkins, who, you know, that's that is what it is. Um, but it sounds like they might, you know, they could be looking to trade Josh Allen, which I'm not, I'm not entirely sure about. Um, so yeah, they're they're very interesting because I'm not really, I'm not really sure where to go. 
but to me, it's always about drafting good, good players, regardless of a lot of times, if you, if you want to reach for a need, sometimes it comes down to just draft good players. And speaking of Rayshon Jenkins and Andre Cisco for that matter, neither of those guys are going to prevent me from drafting Brian Branch, the safety from Alabama. He's just a good football player. You play him in the slot. You can play him up high and let him play center field. He just does everything well, and they just need guys who do things well. And like I said, um, <laughs> I you know the, neither of those guys playing safety right now for them uh, stops me from making that pick. So Brian Branch. Yeah, yeah, I was hoping to get him at thirty for the Eagles because I, I love the fit there, especially his capability to play in the slot, nickel, corner. Um, versatility so this is a great pick i should have offered you a trade and now i'm mad that i didn't <laughs> all right eric you are up with the los angeles chargers you traded back i did and it's probably didn't work out the way they wanted it to um if this would be the way maybe they thought zave flowers would fall to them um, trading back with the Giants if they knew Edison would be their pick. I feel like they do want that bigger bigger target for Justin Herbert. Um, so my idea here is probably not what most people would do, but I think the Chargers should probably go with like somebody like a Jameer Gibbs here just to get that extra, you know, fifth year. But they won't because I know, again, it's my old style thinking of running backs. I I love them. So anyway... Um, but since they need a wide receiver, they could use a tight end, but I think they're going to go Jalen Hyatt here. Um, I, I like the tight end idea, but I think Hyatt's hands are going to really put him above and, you know, maybe a Michael Mayer here. Um, so good route running, not the best blocker, but they don't run the ball that much. So Jalen Hyatt goes to the chargers. They're certainly going to love the speed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's funny that they already have Josh Palmer, and they and they drafted him out of Tennessee to kind of do the thing that Jalen Hyatt does, but better. Um, so now we are on to some of America's team. Scott, you're up with the Dallas Cowboys. Man, this yeah, this is rough. Um, you know. Eric just mentioned tight end, which I think is a, a need, right? Dalton Schultz is a Texan now, and I know that they have Peyton Hendershot and, and Jake Ferguson. And, like, I mean, they looked okay, um, you know, when Schultz was out during the season. I, they looked fine. I do think this is a team that they could certainly use some help on offense. I think their biggest needs are usually tight end, receiver, running back. Um, I'm not going to go running back here. I'm not going to go Jameer Gibbs just because um, – Jameer Gibbs is a good pass catching back and they kind of already have that in Pollard. And I, I, I think they need more of that between the six, you know, Ezekiel Elliott type of running back, which you can get, you know, round three, round four, I think in this draft. So not looking at running back here. Uh, don't like the way that receiver broke because, you know, there's been a run on them and all the ones that I would take in the first round are off the board. So then you just kind of start looking to see what else is out there. So I think it's between tight end or, you know, BPE uh, or BPA, sorry, depending on, on, you know, kind of how their draft board goes. But I think 
you know, to get someone in here again, it's a playmaker over the middle to replace Schultz. Let's do that. Um, as far as the tight ends go, I'm going to give a Michael Mayer here. I, I like the fit, I think, for Dallas. He's not the guy I have next up on my board for tight end, but I think fit-wise, I like what Mayer does, and I think it fits the Cowboys. So, Michael Mayer to Dallas. Eric? It's needed. It is needed. Um, I don't love it. I mean, I will. If, that, if that's how they walk away with it, I'll love it because it happened, but I feel like it's such a good tight end draft that it's something they could probably wait on. And... Okay. I don't know. Tight ends just take too long for me to 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 develop for me to really love that as much as I should. Yeah, is it the, the Gavin Escobar effect? Yeah. Hey, he's still with us. Oh. <laughs> um. All right. I screwed up and let the timer run, so it auto picked uh, Brian Brzee for Dallas. But I did write down uh, Dallas takes Michael Mayer. So Vinny, you're up with the Buffalo Bills at twenty eight. Yeah, this is a tough spot, I think. Uh, a lot of the players that we're looking at might have uh, gone just a few picks earlier. We could look at the pass rush, but uh, for the purposes of this exercise, we're going to go old school a little bit. And I know we already have James Cook, and he can uh, catch passes, but Jameer Gibbs is a pretty good power runner too. And we can't rely on... Damien Harris. Uh, Damien Harris is to, uh, I guess, Rashad Penny. Similar situation. <laughs> yeah. Not a very durable power back to get in there. So, yeah, it's a little bit of a luxury pick, but we're trying to keep up with the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Jets now. So, Jameer Gibbs. We're going with Jameer Gibbs. Putting him in our backfield. Finally getting a running back that can take pressure off Josh Allen. Remember, they said... Josh Allen is going to be running less. I'll believe it when I see it, but he says he's going to run less. That's, not get hurt. that's so funny you say that because uh, I watched Pat McAfee show, or I listened to the podcast version of it, and uh, they had Von Miller on, and they asked him about you know Josh saying that in the media, and he goes, I'll just tell you guys this right now. I He knows what to say. He goes, I don't think he's going to stop running. I think he knows that he needs to say that to everybody to calm everybody down, but yeah, he, he's going to do it. He well, he, he's the most reliable runner they have currently, so that's kind of why he does it. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, as 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 you know, someone who obviously roots for the Bills, like I love the Bills. I love watching them play. Uh, you know, I I want them to finally get over that hump, even though I just don't think that they're. I mean, Mahomes and Burrow. I I just don't know that Allen's going to get get past them but i mean i love this pick it's what they've needed for years for years it's been go get a running back whether it's free agency like hell if dalvin cook becomes available and they don't pick jameer gives like go give dalvin go get dalvin cook like do something at that running back position so the fact that they're addressing it here like I, i'm i'm they, very very happy they, i mean being here in in buffalo and hearing what everyone has if this is the pick um there will be riots um, I think because, that's going to happen regardless, right? Well, yeah, no. Well, People are going I, through I mean, tables no matter what. It's because they've they've had this kick at the can so many times. You have Singletary; they used it on Moss. They got Cook last year. Um, I think it's the right pick because obviously, you know, they maybe take a little bit of a hire and get that fifth year. They should. I don't think they should have let Sing Singletary go, but they did, especially for what Singletary got for where he went. Um, 
and and then they're stuck. They need weapons for Josh Allen. I mean, he doesn't have anything. He has Stefan Diggs and what Dawson Knox. Dawson, yeah. Maybe Gabe, Gabe Davis, uh, brother. Yeah, right. Only only <laughs> only one game in his career has he shown up. Anyway, Gabe Davis once a game, he's gonna catch a fifty yarder and he's gonna drop a fifty yarder. There you go. Yep. All right. <laughs> I'm up with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um Bengals are in a weird spot always because despite all the work they did last year, they still need to protect Joe Burrow. They they do because now Jonah Williams isn't happy because they brought in Orlando Brown and he said, trade me. And he hasn't been a good tackle regardless. So to me, I don't think that really matters. So I would tell Jonah Williams, because what I'm going to do for the Bengals is draft Darnell Wright, a uh, true right tackle from Tennessee. He's got a nasty demeanor he finishes and they just need they need to protect him as i would tell jonah williams well you can either slide into guard or we'll see what we can do and get you out of here uh and especially for somebody who hasn't played a ton i don't know what kind of leverage he thinks he has but uh they got to protect their investment in joe burrow they're gonna have to pay him big bucks soon so i'm taking uh the natural right tackle i'll take darnell Wright out of tennessee That's 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 yeah. They they can't they, they keep, can't they, afford. They got to keep Burrow upright. They, I mean, they've shown Burrow has shown what he can do if he has time, and he'll pick you apart. So he's right. Well, and and to be honest, I would have been torn if Jameer Gibbs hadn't just gone off the board because I don't think Joe. Mitchell I don't think. Back. What did you say? Uh, they don't. You don't think the Patriots like Mac Jones? I don't think Cincinnati likes Joe Mixon. Well, they shouldn't like Joe Mixon because he's a right. scumbag. But yeah, I was like, it's right. Funny. And I was like, that's tempting because you need to replace what. And and I think you know Jameer Gibbs can be Joe Mixon, but with a turbo button. Well, it's not only so, that, but P Ryan's gone too. Like I think if they still yeah. had Samaje, they'd be like you know because he played well, so well yeah. when he came in for them. But the fact that they're both gone, like there's no depth there. Well, Mixon's not gone yet, but the fact that you know there's a potential that they could show him the door. Like, I mean, even at the same time as what you said earlier is is this the same thing might still go for the Bengals as it did for the Bills is there's a lot of availability out there for like maybe a Delvin Cook to to show up in Cincinnati or or somebody you know heaven forbid Derek. Yeah, Kelly we still don't, we still don't know what's going on with Austin Eckler. Yeah, there's there's a lot and of- there's a lot of guys that run the ball that I like very much in this draft that I think they can get later too. But yeah. Jameer Gibbs would be very hard to pass up because. I agree with Vinny. I think I think the gap between him and Bijan isn't that big. I think I and and that's not a shot at Bijan. It's what I think of Jameer Gibbs. Um. All right. So I just picked for the Bengals. So Eric, you are up with the New Orleans Saints. So they've lost a lot of defensive pieces. Um, and there's somebody I feel who should have went maybe a little earlier and didn't just be based on the way the the draft has fallen. Um, they lost Davenport. Um, it's it's cornerback would be nice here, but it's they're not gonna they're not gonna make that reach. Um, so here I feel, geez, where's my board? I apologize. Come on, rookie. Right, I'm just, <laughs> I'm all I'm all over the map right now. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I think you're about to take the guy that I want next. So go, go ahead. And, and well, yeah, he's not going to, he's not going to go to Philadelphia. He should have, I feel like 
probably been maybe at the top 15. Um, it's going to be defensive end Lucas Van Ness. Um, it's just he's he's got that relentless motor. He's raw. He's going to need some time, but he, it's it's what the Saints need. They they got a lot of holes on the defensive line, but and cornerbacks just not lining up the way the draft fell. So, Lucas Van Ness. Lucas Van Ness has what Saints crave. Yeah. Uh, I don't, Lucas Van Ness is so interesting to me because his evaluation is all over the board, and I think people take in too much to account of the fact that he didn't start at Iowa because Iowa's like the most back-ass-words program in America where if you're a senior, you're going to start no matter what. Um, I'm going to hire my son to be the worst OC in football. Um. They're so weird, but I like I like Van Ness, and I think this is where I would take him. I wouldn't. I agree that I think he's going to go before this, probably when when you know come come Thursday. But this is where I would start to be comfortable taking him. Yeah, he's yeah. he's got that raw ability where he's going to need time. So I feel like going earlier is maybe not ideal, but yeah. Well, also you get you get Cam Jordan as a mentor, and I mean there, there aren't many better mentors that you could have than, than Cam Jordan. So, yep. Okay, almost to the end of the first round, so we are here at thirty-one. Their second pick of the first round, Philadelphia mm-hmm. Scott. You picked Bijan Robinson for them earlier. I did. What do you got for them now? I I did. That was a luxury pick, and I think again they're in a situation here. You know, there are a couple positions that I'm looking at with this team. Um, you know, initially I'm thinking maybe I look at at tackle. I think there are a couple, you know, a guy like an Anton Harrison. Um, you know, we know Lane Johnson's on the way out, but I think that they they like Cam Jurgens and they're going to kind of move him around. So I don't know that they're necessarily looking for the Lane Johnson replacement, uh, the heir apparent here in round one. So I'm looking on the defensive side of the ball. Um Man, again, there's some linebackers in this draft class that I absolutely love and I think are going to end up being better than a lot of the guys taken in the first round when it's all said and done. But, you know, like Vinny mentioned, they took N'Kobe Dean last year. Um, Hassan Reddick is kind of a hybrid guy. So I, I think, again, that's something they're going to wait on. So I'm looking at uh, the defensive line again. You know, this is a team that likes to stack up. Um, on defensive linemen. So they like to stock up there. They took Jordan Davis last year, knowing that Fletcher Cox is, is getting up there in age. Well, they have an aging Brandon Graham, right? They have Josh Sweat coming off of a, a pretty significant injury last year. They've never really been able to get much out of Derek Barnett uh, when he is on the field. And so I think I'm going to go edge rush here. Another luxury pick, a guy who completely smoked the combine, right? Had everyone talking. Um, it just seems like a guy that they could use as a rotational pass rush to start. Doesn't have to come in. There's not a lot of pressure coming in. He can, you know, get back on the line with his old buddy, Jordan Davis. Uh, we're going to take Nolan Smith edge out of Georgia. Yeah. When he, if he's healthy, he, He's yeah. scary for him. It's just the injury stuff. But yes, they you don't come across athletes like that all the time. Yeah. And he's he, a, he's such an underrated run defender. I think I I like that more than his pass rush ability is how well a guy that size plays the run. He's he's awesome in the run game. Okay, Vinny, to finish us off, you are picking for the world champion Kansas City Chiefs. Who do you got for them at 30? Technically one, I guess, overall. 
Yeah, I mean, we were looking at Nolan Smith. If he was on the board, we were excited about his potential there as, again, a luxury pick as the Super Bowl champs. But we're really good at drafting offensive linemen. Um, I like Anton Harrison, but it's hard between him and Dewan Jones. I think they're very capable players. And I think we want to go a little bit for the versatility because we're not sure about Juwan Taylor. I know we're trying to play him at left tackle. So I think Dewan Jones can play on either side a little bit more than Anton Harrison. So we're going to go in that direction here. And Adam here, if he starts at right tackle, great, but he could be a left tackle of the future as well. So Dewan Jones at Ohio State. What's interesting about that pick is it is pro comparison a lot is Orlando Brown is is a lot of the pro comparisons the player comps that I'm seeing and so it's you know kind of funny that obviously they lost Orlando Brown and and they drafted a guy who's very similar. All right, before we recap, um, there's a couple of guys. Is there anybody that I mean? Again, Michael Mayer is not available. Was there anybody that you guys? have on your boards that you think that didn't go in our draft that you think almost assuredly will go or, or somebody that you would, you think can go in the first round. Uh, I guess we'll start with, uh, let's go with uh, Eid. What do you, do you have anybody that you see as a first rounder that we didn't take off the board? Um, I mean, was it was it, I don't I hate how I was having to say his name uh at a bar well geez <laughs> at a Tome at a yes yes um I feel like he was maybe a, a one of those interior defensive linemen that might go to maybe like a, a Buffalo or again New Orleans um but I feel like he'll he'll you know maybe a little undersized but he'll fit into one of those teams I feel might might definitely go in the first yeah, uh, another freak show athlete for sure. What about you, Scott? Yeah, I think there are some guys. I, th- th- it's interesting. There's a couple of guys that if you've really seen in the first round a lot up until the last couple of weeks, like in Osiris Torrance, for example, is one of those guys. Um, Will McDonald's a name that's been, you know, a lot of people think the Chiefs might go for at at 31 at the end there. Um, Brian Brzee, um Keanu Benton is a guy that I really like. Um you know, a lot of people have Kalijah Canty sort of ahead of him. I, I personally like Benton a little bit better. I, I really like his potential. Um, but then can we just talk about the line? But can we talk about Trent Simpson already? I just want to talk about Trent Simpson. I love Trent Simpson. I, I love his traits. I love the way that he plays. Um, you know, I get a little bit worried because I loved Kenneth Murray and that hasn't that hasn't gone well, right? Um so I get a little worried with these guys that are just, you know, sideline to sideline tacklers. But Trenton Simpson reminds me a lot of Devin White when I was, you know, watching the highlights there. And you're if you're telling me that I can get a guy that's like Devin White in the first round, um, I would do that. And if he falls into the second, uh, then I would I would jump in if I needed that type of player. I I just love Trenton Simpson. Um, yeah, I, I, we can talk linebackers because I'll tell you a linebacker that I love and Jack, Campbell. Jack Campbell Yeah, because he, he did the thing that you needed him to do, which was show that he's a better athlete than advertised. And you're telling me I'm getting six, five, two fifty, and a guy that can move n- not in a straight line, but like just agility wise, he can fly all over the field and for a team that's bringing back Bobby Wagner because that's their best option right now <laughs> while Jordan Brooks gets healthy um 
Yeah, I, I, I would be ecstatic yeah. if the Seahawks would any of these. I like a lot of these linebackers. Um, I like, um, I like Diane Henley too. Yep. I got to see him up close and personal a couple of times. I like him. And then Drew Sanders is a complete enigma to me because is he an edge rusher? Is he an off ball yeah. linebacker? He's like he could be Micah Parsons light, but that's a scary thing to try and duplicate or bank on because it just doesn't happen. But um, and then for me, a guy that I love who's been rising uh, is Julius Brents. You, I like him too. you said Tyreek yeah. Stevenson. I love Julius Brents. And you want to talk about two guys slugging it out the Big Twelve title game. Julius Brents and Quentin Johnson had a lot of one-on-ones and that was a really fun matchup to watch. So I, I like, I like the athlete and then I like just the competitive nature of Julius Brents. So I would, I, I, I hope teams are as high on him as I am. What about you, Vinny? Yeah, I think in general, what we're seeing is there's quite a bit of depth at corner. So that's why a lot of those guys didn't go with, it's kind of like pick your type of guy. And I think it could be very surprising on who's left and who is gone at that position. Then defensive tackle, I think there's theory in mock drafts where it's the one position that I think that uh, is not as juicy to draft in a mock draft. So like you explain it to people and it's great. Um, but I think there's quite a bit of depth as well at that position. I don't, think uh, there is a guy that was close to Jalen Carter that I would feel great about after him. So I think that makes kind of sense for those teams to wait a little bit. And then linebackers just weird. I think it just, it takes one team to really one linebacker, like uh, the Cowboys with Parsons or the Seahawks with Brooks, right? One team has to really love that linebacker. And if they don't, then the guy's going to drop a little bit because everyone says, oh, you can get linebackers. And we you just talked about Campbell and yeah. Henley, some other guys. So we can get a linebacker later. It's kind of that deal. It's kind of like the supply and demand at the full speed here. So even though these guys can be special, I think people just look, oh, I can get a linebacker anywhere. And I think that's part of it. But we know there's going to be at least one linebacker taken, I think, in the real draft. So, yep. Oh, well, I think I look at Buffalo and the, you lose. I, I want them to have trends and so bad. Right. Um, yep. And, uh, and I like Mozzie Smith. I think he'll get drafted higher. Like the draft network here has him as the 61st overall player. I think he'll get drafted way before that. Yeah. Probably in the forties, I, I would say is, is yeah. the latest he would go. Um, also Luke Musgrave is my second ranked tight end. I, I, I watched a lot of his, highlights a lot of his tape today and I'm he's a guy that I'm slowly kind of falling in love with um I love his after the catch ability at the tight end position that's not necessarily something that comes up often right there are really only a few guys out there that are at tight end that are slippery and and can really break free after the catch and Musgrave kind of has that I love his speed at the position um so if it's the right team I, I really like his fit um I took Mayer even though I had Musgrave higher for the Cowboys just because I think he fits better but for a team that wants to be a little bit more vertical I I, I love Musgraves uh, in particular offenses give me Darnell Washington all day long I also love Darnell Washington <laughs> but you know he's a little bit more of a project, um, right? But yeah, I right. love the trades. Yes, uh, I think I see Mozzie Smith maybe probably ending up again in maybe early second round, maybe to like a Pittsburgh or Houston. So yeah, 
Yeah, and you want to factor in that, like, usually there's always a couple teams that either trade back towards the end of the first or teams that come up, right, towards the end of the first. Like, those teams that don't have a first-rounder, you know, the Browns or the Rams or something like that, if if they jump up. And so it really just kind of depends on what the back half of, of the first round looks like. Well, and then you, you can look at maybe a Texans maybe trading back in and right depending on how, how quarterback ends up. I mean, do you see a hooker go at the end of the first just as a shot? Yes, I do. It, it, I may or may not have a ticket on five or on f- over four and a half quarterbacks because yes, yeah, I think so. that does happen. It could I would be like uh, Lamar Jackson and somebody trades yeah. the Chiefs at thirty third. Left. Right, exactly. That's well, exactly it, what I think. It's well, a, it's I a, think the Eagles. Fifth year. It's that fifth year option that that drives people to throw. You know those those project quarterbacks too so well especially with him right because he's he's gonna miss time so getting that extra year is even more crucial with someone who you know is pretty much not gonna play he's probably gonna be 26 when he takes his first significance right it's like yeah wild (laughs) so is you know is it houston or is it a team like minnesota that we know kind of needs an heir apparent right and can get someone in there but can afford to wait uh maybe dallas know. maybe maybe somebody that you know oh has my gosh crazy... i don't i don't think they're gonna do it <laughs> oh the first sorry round. sorry no no not that no that all right i should have thought about him for the patriots after i traded back actually okay so i we won't go into the into the details because again i have about 10 draft tickets but one that i loved if you're uh don't have a gambling site that's legal in your state so you got to do something else <clears throat> doesn't matter um, I put a, a decent chunk of change on Quentin Johnston under 27 and a half for his draft position. So okay. that's my, that's my big one. Cause the, I saw that line. I said 27 and a half. I mean, yeah. What's it? What's the, what's the, what are the odds on it? Uh, the odds were plus one Oh, I said, okay. yes, please. I'll, I'll take, take that. that. I'll take that all day long. So anyways, <laughs> well, we could, we could do a, no, a whole nother part about that, but, Let's recap our draft. Number one overall, we all know it's happening. Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. Number two, Houston Texans take Will Anderson, edge, Alabama. The Tennessee Titans trade up to three and take Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida. The Indianapolis Colts take Will Levis, quarterback, Kentucky. The Seahawks draft Tyree Wilson, edge, from Texas Tech. The Detroit Lions take Jalen Carter, D-tackle, Georgia at six. At seven, the Las Vegas Raiders take Christian Gonzalez, corner, Oregon. At eight, the Atlanta Falcons take Devin Witherspoon, corner, Illinois. At nine, the Chicago Bears take Peter Skaronsky, offensive lineman, Northwestern. At 10, the Philadelphia Eagles take Bijan Robinson, running back, Texas. At 11, another trade. Tampa Bay comes up and takes C.J. Stroud, quarterback, Ohio State. At 12, the Houston Texans take Broderick Jones, tackle, Georgia. At 13, the Green Bay Packers take Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver, Ohio State. At 14, another trade. Baltimore comes up and takes Deontay Banks, corner from Maryland. At 15, the New York Jets take Quentin Johnston, wide receiver, TCU. At 16, the Commanders take Paris Johnson Jr., tackle Ohio State. At 17, Pittsburgh Steelers take Joey Porter Jr., corner, Penn State. At 18, the Detroit Lions take Dalton Kincaid, tight end Utah. At 19, a big drop down from number three, the Arizona Cardinals take Miles Murphy, edge Clemson. At 20, the Seattle Seahawks take John Michael Schmitz, interior O-line Minnesota. 
at 22, the New York Giants take, uh, they trade up and take Jordan Addison, wide receiver, USC. The New England, the New England Patriots take Tyreek Stevenson, corner, Miami. Then the Minnesota Vikings at 24 take Zay Flowers, wide receiver, Boston College. At 25, the Jaguars take Brian Branch, safety, Alabama. At 26, the L.A. Chargers take Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver, Tennessee. At 27, the Dallas Cowboys take Michael Mayer, tight end from Notre Dame. At 28, the Buffalo Bills take Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. At 29, the Bengals take Darnell Wright, tackle, Tennessee. At 30, the Saints take Lucas Van Ness, edge, Iowa. At 31, the Philadelphia Eagles take Nolan Smith, edge, Georgia. And to round it out, the Kansas City Chiefs take Dewan Jones, tackle Ohio State. Gentlemen, this has been so much fun. I love hearing everybody's perspective. Um, so, um, Vinny, do you have a team? Like a team that you well, root for specifically or or maybe? Oh, a team that I root for specifically. It, it, it's a long history of not because – I grew up in St. Louis. Um, gotcha. As that yep. might indicate. And I got into the NFL quite a bit in the year 1987. So <laughs> that was uh, a great time because we lost the football team. Um, so I would watch different athletes um, around the league. So actually, it actually is perfect for my job because I don't have. I was going to say that. I do have a, a Peter Skaronsky is my guy. So I agree. I do, yeah, I do. Love uh, Northwestern, even though I don't know how you have a first round left tackle and you win one game, but that's another story. Um, what they've done it a couple of years now. Yeah, I think my goal with mock draft is make everyone happy. I don't want to make anyone disappointed. I want <laughs> all the fan bases, all the teams to come away with exactly what they need. Does it always play out that way? No, it doesn't. But I wish it would. Like everyone be happy. Fan it would be great if everybody was, you know, we didn't have Kyle Brady getting booed out of the building, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. I'd like that, to give out yeah. 32 Penn State A's. legend. <laughs> yeah, when I'm doing grades, I like to do 32 A's, but it doesn't happen. Yep, I feel you on that. All right. And I don't like F's, by the way, as grades. Like, if you showed up and Incomplete. Made you can't get an F. <laughs> I Unless you just that. forgot, overslept, and didn't show up to draft. If you get your pick, once. If you get your pick jumped, yeah. Or you didn't um, pick at all. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> no way we can get an F. I got, I got Jerry Jones trying to do his best Jimmy Johnson impression for the last 30 years. So, you know, yay. All right. So that makes sense, Vinny. So, Scott, uh, who who's your dream pick? They stay at 28. Who's your dream pick for the Bills? Um, I mean, the dream is Bijan, but I mean, obviously, that the likelihood of that happening realistic is... dream. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I said it. I I would love to see Trenton Simpson there. Um, okay. I think they need to replace Tremaine Edmonds, and again, I just love his ability. Matt Milano is a great coverage linebacker, um, but he's certainly losing that sort of end to end speed, and I think Simpson slots in perfectly next to him. Gotcha, Eric, for the Cowboys. Who's your who's your realistic dream scenario here? Oh, so I can't use Bijan. No, you, so you no, can't if say I, if I couldn't, You can't. Yeah, uh, Jordan I want Davis. Bijan no, I, I want Bijan Robinson too. So Ken Walker <laughs> and him, we can run two back sets every day, every play. I would love Quentin Johnson, but that's that that would be my ideal pick for the Cowboys. I mean, like I said before, tight ends would be great, but I feel like it's, it's just too long of a, a wait for a tight end to really break out. 
Gotcha. And for me, I said it. John Michael Schmitz or Jack Campbell. Now, luckily, the Seahawks have four picks in the first yeah. two rounds. And if I could, if they come away with those two guys, I would be ecstatic. And whatever else they do, I don't care. They can they can draft Lucas Van Ness at five for all I care. But yeah, I, I, those two guys specifically, I think, fill specific needs, and they're not sexy needs. Center and linebacker are not sexy, but they need to happen uh, because they got an opportunity to you know, write, write the, write the ship and have a really bright future ahead. So anyways, all right. Well, thank you, Vinny. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Eric. Thank all of you that have decided to listen to this. All of you freaks that like the draft just as much as we do. And uh happy draft week, everybody. And we don't have a tagline for the end of this episode. So happy drafting and give your team time to see if the pick actually works. Don't be a dick. Too late. <laughs> that's our new, that's our new tagline at the end. Don't be a dick. That's our Don't new be tagline. a dick. <laughs> <laughs>